record. Hello, horror fans. It's me, Cassandra, from the Horrorcraft Podcast, and Zane from the Horrorcraft Podcast, and and Kylie from the Horrorcraft Podcast. Uh, it actually almost made it in sync this time, Kylie. Golf clap for a Halloween miracle. Uh, okay, so we are back. We've been out living our lives, doing things. But we're here for Halloween. And uh so um I know some people at this point are experiencing some dysphoria, especially with you know Halloween wrapping up, but don't worry, we got you. Creep messes around the corner too. Fun doesn't stop here. But to wrap out Halloween, Halloween. We had to talk about the ultimate Halloween movie, Trick or Treat. So, um, this movie is everything you want in Halloween and more. It brings back that scary factor that we kind of lost with Halloween for a little bit. Um, especially with, I guess, the commercialism you'd want to say. But, um, and we got one of the best icons of all time, Mr. Sam. I got him here. I got him on my shirt. Got him on my cup. He's everywhere. It was bashing in with the background. But uh, this movie is fun. If you guys would sum up this movie in one word, what would it be? Zane. One word? Um, I would have to say eclectic. Kylie, what about you? Hmm. I'm thinking. It's hard with just one word. It's hard with just one word. It's very creative. Okay, that's the word I'm going to go with. Creative. Okay. Murderous. 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 And we're going to, you know, come back to that point. Um, because I think this movie makes a really good message that not a lot of people pick up on um, amidst the murder, the murder, the murder, the murder. So check your candy. Yeah. <laughs> your decorations out. And don't piss off Sam. And, and we're done. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Leave candy out for Sam. If yep. you could do it yep. for Elf on the Shelf, do it for Sam. It's Sam on a pumpkin. Yep. So or that should gonna... be a thing. That should be a thing. Sam on a ham. Sam on a ham. No. <laughs> Sam Sam on a gourd. That that's it. Well we'll you know, call us. Warner Brothers call us. Call us. Yeah. Call us. We'll we'll market this. But um yeah, leave Sam candy out for Sam or else he's gonna get murderous. And we don't want to be on Sam's bad list. So let's start this episode let's cue that fucking music and let's not let let it not be the trick-or-treat music because we don't need to terrify people right off the bat but cue the music not yet not yet cue the music all right we're back and we are talking about the 2007 hit trick-or-treat which is by the visionary michael dartery who also did another holiday hit that we will be talking about later on 
in the next season, which is Creepmas, um, which is one of my favorites as well, which is Krampus. Um, Krampus. Krampus. But um, for those of you who don't know, Trick or Treat is an anthology. A lot of people forget that it is an anthology because it skips around. Um, it's not like a lot of other anthologies where it does it in a linear timeline. Um, it kind of plays around with it a lot. Um, but this movie is essentially about the fear that we kind of lost for Halloween. Uh, Michael Daugherty was inspired by the fact that Christmas had Christmas. Um, I mean, he did do this with Christmas as well for Krampus, but um, he got inspired by Halloween um, and doing this because he felt like Halloween lost its scariness um, because Halloween inherently has some dark roots like Halloween, you know, is based on the um, Celtic festival Samhain. Um, if I said that wrong, don't come for me, people. Samhain. Samhain. Sorry. Samhain. Um, Samhain. And that's where they sacrifice people in order to appease the spirits. So um, a lot Get of the- Put your knives out. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the- <laughs> you, better say his you better say the name right or Sam's going to come get you. Yeah, he gonna get you. Listen, I think Sam. You. Listen, I think Sam will give me a break with as much PR as I give the Halloween. Okay, he he. Like, I'm just saying, you better follow follow Sam's rules. I got Sam in my pocket. Okay, I'm like Rhonda, I'm Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this definitely does a good job at kind of showing the traditions of Halloween and how they are scarier. Um, I had brought up the word murderous because um, there is a behind the scenes featurette that talks about a lot of the darker traditions of Halloween that inspired certain parts of this movie. And I will link that in the description down below. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it because I really want you to watch it. Um, so please take the time to do it. Uh, Michael Daugherty really dives deep into a lot of the history um, with different traditions and really was inspired. As I was saying though, um, he definitely does a really good job at going into the history behind certain things and kind of establishing connections to very real parts of uh, Halloween. So um, the one thing I did want to bring up with the whole world that I brought up with Murderous is the thing about this movie that I think he brings up really um, well in the behind the scenes is this movie is very clearly deceptive in the fact that you think somebody is one thing when they are really the other. And you might think somebody's the, the one villain to be all and then he gets trumped by the other villain to be all. And we'll kind of get into that. But um, it's very misleading. And it kind of shows you the true skins that people wear. Um, especially how they come out during Halloween. Um, so, but um, Zane obviously had seen this last year because I had showed it to him. Um, 
Zane, what is your thoughts about Trick or Treat? I, so I like anthologies and mm. I like how this was not like the stereotypical anthology. Like you said, it, it didn't go at a linear pace. It was more up, down, side to side. It was kind of all over the place. But enough to where you didn't get bored with it. It was more what what next what's gonna be next and what story is gonna be next and how is it gonna tie into it's just I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, definitely. Um a lot of the characters bump into each other mm-hmm. during different times. Um especially in the beginning. Um when the first story kind of takes off, um, we don't realize it, but all of the characters, the the like the people that are left, including Sam, are in that one frame. And it's all them kind of bumping elbows with each other. And it kind of really shows you um, what's happening. But Kylie, you did not see this before we started doing this for a deep dive. No, this was my first time. How'd you feel my about it? My first time watching. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I'm sad that I had not seen it sooner, quite frankly. Um, I liked it, kind of like what Zane was saying, kind of going off what he was saying. It was kind of like a roller coaster ride. Like, how much more messed up can it get under these mm-hmm. characters? And you know, like, oh, oh, that well, that one, that guy's really, really bad, really, really bad. But oh, wait, then you got this other guy who does something even way worse. But you know, there's some justice in it. But I loved it. I Sam, um, follow the rules of Halloween. Yeah, we'll go over those rules here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Sam, um, you know, he's kind of the figurehead and, um, Michael Dory really, um, does a good job explaining it, but it kind of bothered him that Halloween did not have a mascot, like say Easter or Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, Christmas, we get Santa or Krampus Easter. We get the Easter bunny, obviously, and Thanksgiving turkeys, pilgrims, um, but Halloween doesn't really have it. Halloween has some generic, like, but they really didn't have a figure. And Sam is um kind of a labor of love for Michael Dordery. Uh Sam was Michael Dordery's cartoon that he did while he was in film school. It was his senior thesis. He did a small short called Seasons Greetings and um built it up from there. But Sam not only is the spirit of Halloween, but Sam is a pumpkin. He is a jack-o'-lantern. We see that in parts of this movie where he does not bleed like a normal person. He has pumpkin guts. Um, and he is armed. I thought that was a good touch. Oh, Same. I love that. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of people touch on the fact that Sam is very lifelike and that's because for most of the movie Sam is portrayed by an eight-year-old kid um in the beginning of the movie um where 
the kids are at Mr. Krug's house. Um, they peer the one little kid with a sucker peers in. That is actually the kid who plays Sam. Um, and for the more intensive scenes, um, like my favorite scene where Sam is crawling on the ceiling behind Mr. Krug. Sam is fucking shit up. <laughs> yeah. That is portrayed by an adult woman. But for most of it, it was an eight-year-old little boy um, who absolutely loved playing Sam. Um, but they went through a lot of iterations of this to get this. And if you hear sounds in the background, little kids, that's just Juju and Zane being uh, Sam. There are sound effects for today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 the spirit it's of bedtime. Halloween. Yeah, it's yeah. the spirit of Halloween. It's the spirit of Halloween. And yeah. Sam is uh, you know, Sam's got some cool little uh toys. Um Sam's got his lollipop. Um which I've never been more afraid of a lollipop in my life. I know, right? He just took a bite out of it and then sliced. <laughs> Sorry, and um <laughs> a holly ho um which is the candy bar that has a razor blade in it um now yeah. for those of you who don't know fye if you have an fye near you sells both the lollipop version of sam's infamous lollipop along with the actual candy bar of the holly ho and i have tried the holly ho um, and it is delicious. No razor blades were involved. I was going to say razor blades sold separately. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, it's delicious without the razor blades. It's 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 Darn. delicious. I know, right? <laughs> well, you, know, you don't like razor blades? <laughs> maybe not. Um, Sam, you know what? Sam is one of those characters... I don't care if he's a murderer. He's fucking adorable, okay? Right? He, he, yes. Let's, yeah. He, he, he really is. He's freaking adorable. And he tells you ahead of time, like, if you don't miss, listen to these rules, I'm gonna fuck you up. So he gives you an opportunity to right. correct yourself. It's not your fault you don't listen. But yeah. he, he, he's sneaky. And he comes... He comes... Way more than full force. Way I more than full force. thoroughly enjoyed watching Sam fuck up that old man. Mr. Krug. Same. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mr. Krug. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was just... You and, knew he was gonna go down, but you didn't know when. And we'll talk about it because a lot of people... Um, that scene is, like, highly debated because a lot of people feel that Sam should have just finished Mr. Krug off. But I do think that the way that they play that out ends up being a lot more satisfying. Um, so we'll definitely get into it. But um, for those of you who don't know, um, Trick or Treat takes place in Warrensville, Ohio. <laughs> oh, dude, that killed me. That killed me when I first started watching it. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, I would like to say that those shenanigans could not be going on, but um. Ohio, we're a little fucked up. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a little, little fucked up. Right. 
those of you who don't get the joke, we all live in Ohio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Kylie lives in South Ohio, which is uh, Warrensville is South Ohio. Um, Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure oh, there is. In it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is a town called Warrensville, Ohio. Yeah. Um, or it's War. It's Warren Valley. No, it's Warrensville Heights, Ohio. It is currently an hour and nine minutes from where I live right now. So, um, honestly, it doesn't surprise me that they would base this in Ohio. Um, Ohio, yeah. uh, for a lot of people who don't know, Ohio has a lot of r- more rural areas. Um, and we do get into our Halloween. That is a big attraction this time of year. We have, because the cornfields and the open spaces and stuff like that, we And the probably, boredom. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, holo- haunted houses, like attractions, crazy shit that just pops up all around Ohio. Um, really, honestly, just does. So, um... It doesn't surprise me. You never know what's going to happen. No. And, you know, I always felt like that forest where, you know, she's kind of like leading uh, Mr. The the principal along. I always felt like that looked familiar. Um, And it really does look like the Hocking Hills. Like when you get into more of like the forest areas of Ohio. Um, My backyard. Yeah, I mean, Kylie, there could be werewolves in your backyard. I mean, there's there's definitely probably Bigfoot back there, and I don't even want to know what else. Dude, Bigfoot and Sam could be friends. Who knows? Yeah, and Mothman, too. Trio. It's a trio. It's a trio. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Um, so, shout out to Michael Dordery for... Uh, Kind of basically, thinking of us. <laughs> yes, thinking of us and definitely confirming that all of us had the same experience growing up where we felt like things were fucked up in our neighborhoods. So, um, doesn't surprise me. We're kind of um, like the birthplace for a lot of cults, too. Mm-hmm. So, because we have the Amish, the Mennonites, and then we, we get like the Mormon foundation in Southern Ohio and all of that. So, um, doesn't surprise me that someone is out there being a fucking creep. So, Ohio is hell. (laughs) I mean, we make it work for us, but, I mean, we're built different. (laughs) We're built different. Um, so, the best part of a good anthology is a wraparound. This wraparound we get it in the beginning and then we kind of come back to it in the end. And it is, um, first of all, Leslie Bibb who plays the actress in this. And I absolutely love her, but, um, you know, her and her husband, they've gotten drunk. They've come back from the festival. There's a parade and everything. We see that more like later on how they get into all that. But, um, she decides, hey, we're going to put away the Halloween decorations 
tonight, which by the way, is not very realistic. Like who the hell gets drunk off their ass and decides they're going to clean up after that? Like, so who has, yeah, who has the energy? I may have gotten tipsy last night and made pumpkin bars. Uh, I mean, I, so I've been out and about in downtown Sandusky, um, for my first 21st Halloween and, um, I was, uh, so, um, under the influence as one does (laughs) when they're 21, um, that I forgot where I was and, uh, woke up the next morning still in my Alice in Wonderland costume and did the walk of shame in front of four different churches on a Sunday. So I'm just thinking in my mind, how did you have the energy? So plus like, why? Like I, I barely- can, you say, can you just picture cast? Yes, I can. Walking with their head down. <laughs> Oh, I didn't walk with my head down. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry, Jesus. No, I'm sorry, I had fun. Jesus. I'm sorry, Jesus. I will say it was kind of a weird night because, like, I is this the same night you woke that you got into a fountain? No, that's the difference. <laughs> oh, we don't need to be exposing my secrets on the internet like that. I didn't uh, describe which fountain. Names just put you on blast. <laughs> um love you i mean (laughs) i mean i've lived no um i this is where i think i realized i'm a little different because somebody who was dressed up as a crow like saw my tattoo and was like oh my gosh and i thought he was hot and yeah that's what i realized the next day you probably have a problem girlfriend if you are (laughs) attracted to somebody wearing makeup that makes them look like eric draven and they look better with that makeup on than off. You probably got some spicy things going on in your mind. So I'm just built different, apparently. But um, but yeah, no, I just don't. I'm thinking back to like I I drank, but I didn't like like those robots were going hard, man. Those people, their blood alcohol level was tequila. Like it wasn't point zero, <laughs> like whatever. It was just straight tequila. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> like, no wonder Sam was like, "This bitch has got to go." Like, her blood alcohol level. I can literally smell the agave from across the street. Like, so well, and he, they blew out the candle and the pumpkin on Halloween. Like, you know that. Just leave it be. And you should have listened to your husband. And Sam's relative didn't die for you to not let them go on for one more night. Like, that's going to be Sam's cousin. did not die. Grandma Gertie did not die (laughs) to be (laughs) It's not not Grandma Gertie. It's Grandma Gordy. Grandma Gordy. Grandma Grandma Gordy. Gortrude. (laughs) Gortrude. Yeah. Gortrude. Grandma Gortrude. But no, uh, in the beginning... Sam, you know, she's like, yeah, go. Um, which by the way, I just want to do a little bit of a disclaimer. I'm not gonna do a huge like, but the whole like go get the video started and the guy falling asleep to the porn waiting for her. 
I'm a little concerned about your relationship. A li- just a little. I'm not kink shaming anyone, but just a little. Same. It's definitely an Ohio relationship. I'm glad. I'm glad you're saying something because I'm like, there's something not right about. Go put on the videotape. Why? You guys are look young and hot. I mean, yeah, and you just got. You don't about. know what goes on between. The, you just don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking, <laughs> you drank that much alcohol, and it, that you need like, a video, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's some real dry. We're just gonna say dry pumpkin energy. We're just real gonna pumpkin. say, yeah, dry pumpkin energy, real dry pumpkin. <laughs> so you know the, the so obviously Sam like he's like, what the hell are you doing, woman? And this girl gets strung up like a Christmas tree. Sam's like, hey, hey, Krampus, I left you a present. Here, here's something to start your season. So, and that's when we really get into the full gist of it. Like, really, the gist of it. And so, that was not even the peak of the iceberg. No. So, the thing about this movie, and I'm just going to do a disclaimer. It, no one's safe. No Mm-mm. one is safe in this at all. Um, kids, your kids, yeah, kids, hide your kids, hide your wives. No one's safe in this. Like, um, and I think that's what kind of brings an edge to this movie because it really does show you that Sam is not someone who picks favorites. Sam just kind of lets the rules be the rules. So before we get started into the wraparound, I'm going to put this image up on our page um, so you could see it with a link to. But Sam's Halloween rules. Always hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. Always wear a costume. Never blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. R.I.P. homegirl. You already learned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, always respect the dead. Always check your candy. Never take down the decorations before November 1st. And never hurt the innocent. Um, so we learn Sam is a very... Um, vengeful. He could be vengeful, but he's also... He's very... It's common sense stuff. It. I mean, it really... People are going to argue that it's not... But Sam is not this vengeful spirit who is just out here killing people for the sake of, no, like you really have to get on Sam's bad side in order for him to pop up. And we learned that with Mr. Krug's storyline. Um, but after we get into the storyline with um, the robots in the beginning, um, I'm trying to think of the woman's name for that. Uh, but anyways... Um, we get into good old Stephen, who is the local principal and um, seems like a very straight-laced guy and is just very a stickler for the rules. Um, but we kind of learn that that's kind of a bunch of shit. Bunch um, of bullshit. There ain't nothing straight-laced about that guy. He's a sick bastard. Yeah, most definitely. So we see... Um, in the the story with Stephen, um, that this 
boy who kind of is overindulging on Halloween and is um, kind of just not having a lot of Halloween spirit. Steven, you think he's trying to have a heart-to-heart moment where he's trying to, like, set him straight. That's not what this is. He poisons him. Um, <laughs> this ain't you, that, buddy. If you are uh, not someone who can handle gross things... This um, is a very violent, very gross, very just... It violates so many parts of your body. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, so um, Stephen, he uh, poisons this Chunky Boy's candy. Um, Chunky, I I mean, listen, I'm Chunky too. And it's, I don't think it's anything against his weight. I think it's just the guy's attitude, the kid's attitude. It's Stephen's sense of vengeance. So we see that, like, he kills this kid. And he's kind of, you think that he's in line with Sam and he's all about tradition. Um, and we see him interact with Mr. Craig. Mr. Craig is his next door neighbor and we get a brief interaction with them. We see what's going on with that later though, afterwards. Um, but his son, Billy, um, I just have to laugh for the fact that Billy screams down, aren't you watching Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown's an asshole. Yeah. That that is absolutely hilarious to me um sorry charlie brown like obviously you're you're an og but like yeah so the whole time we think he's gonna kill his kid and it's like well damn this got real dark no they use the the boy that he killed they use his head as a jack-o'-lantern and he teaches his son how also to be a serial killer And it is, um, this is what we're talking about in those moments where you're just like, what the hell? That's a little too far on the father-son bonding. Yeah. So um, we've had some jumps through um, as we get through with that scene. And we meet Lori. Lori and her sister and her sister's friends. They make it a tradition every year of going out and doing this. They dress up pretty you know they're all dressed up as fairy tale characters only slutty uh lori picks little red right they pick i think they pick little red riding hood for lori and she just kind of goes with it but we find it's lori's first time and it's not exactly what we're thinking with that either so not at all not at all not everyone remembers their first time (laughs) yeah and they they make sure to mention that so many times so we see the girls flirting obviously there's an element of you know it's almost like they're going to like chide these girls for being sexually promiscuous or being um sexually you know aware of themselves prowess prowess but they don't that's it's it's kind of a red herring that's not where the story is going so um in this story we kind of see that Lori is getting followed by somebody and before this there was a couple making out and uh we got a vampire who was sucking somebody dry and you're like what the fuck is a vampire doing in this well it's not all over the place with the creatures and the hitting on the fairy tale mark yeah it it kind of is 
it's kind of trying to deceive you, I think, in a lot of ways to make you think, okay, well, it's going to be this way when it's really that way. Because I'm telling you what, when I watched this the first time, I never could have guessed that that's where that was going. No. Like. No, not, not, not at all. Yeah, because we get, we get a play into that little Red Riding Hood where obviously this person is going after her. And her sister and her friends are out in the woods with a bu- they've got a bunch of guys at the party and bunch they're talking bunch of booze. They're talking about how she's late and somebody falls from the trees and they think it's her when in reality, spoiler alerts, um, it is um the person that's following her. And we find out that it is Steven. It's the principal. He's pretending to be a vampire. He's been killing people. And he picked on the wrong person. He thought this woman was vulnerable. He was going to get her. Um, surprise, they're werewolves. Like, murder <laughs> she wrote. <laughs> like, oh yeah, werewolves, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, when they start revealing that, that's a whole thing. So, like, yeah. It's really hard, I think, nowadays to do a good transfer werewolf transformation because there have been a lot of iconic ones like uh an american werewolf in london the howling um dog soldiers there are a lot of those um this is a very it almost like striptease yeah it doesn't look like it's as painful as what you might think it might be it looks more like Almost uh, Ronald Dahl's witches when they're removing the clothing, almost like a satisfactory for them, yes. where it's like, oh, finally, they're getting comfortable in their skin, literally. Yeah. And we find out that this is indeed Lori's first time, which obviously, if you didn't notice, wink, wink, Lori is obviously an ode to Lori, Lori Strode from Halloween. Um, but she turns into a werewolf and Steven is in fact first kill. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I'm not a huge Marilyn Mance fan. I'm just going to say it to begin with. I, he give, he gave me the ick even before we found out the ick. Um, but but this, the music paired very well to the scene. Yeah. This might be the, the, one of the few times that I say his music is paired well with this. And listen to each their own opinion. If you like him, that's fine. I just, I didn't like him before. I certainly don't like him now. So, um, and that's just how I feel personally. If you like him, good for you. Um, I'm glad that you enjoy his music. I think this is a good pairing of his um, sweet rendition of Sweet Dreams, which is also obviously a cover of... Um, Oh my gosh, I am blanking. This is a gym moment. We'll come back to that. <laughs> but anyways, so then we get into my favorite story. And I will tell you why it's my favorite story. And I will defend it here in a minute. Um, because I think a lot of people get confused when I say that this is my favorite one. Um, but we get to Rhonda. Rhonda mm. and mm-hmm. her group of bullies. So there is a group of kids they're going around asking for pumpkins you wonder why they're doing it you get to Rhonda's house Rhonda is a genius she's got 50 bajillion 
pumpkins gorgeously carved gorgeously carved she takes halloween seriously um and remember halloween is cool um that's Rhonda's line but anyways they kind of try to convince her with a cute boy to go do this thing with her and this kind of plays into urban legends we all have urban legends around us all Mm -hmm. have urban legends about different murders different things that happen behind the scenes behind the doors well this one is a bus massacre and essentially there was a bus full of special needs children who got bused to a different city um and one day their parents pulled all their money together and paid the bus driver to drive them off a cliff and while that was happening he passed out candy and he checked their chains there was a little uh a younger boy dressed up as dracula who kind of knows what's going on and ends up getting control of it and dives it off of the cliff and the bus driver was never heard from again um nor were the children and so these bullies have decided to take Rhonda to the scene of the crime. They come down. They bring eight jack-o'-lanterns for the eight spirits. Um, which, first of all, in the first case, I understand that they pull a prank on Rhonda, right? But when did you right. notice that something is up if the bus is not fully submerged? Like, the bus is hanging like, out. Yeah, nope, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, like, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, this is supposed to be, like, the bus isn't seen during the daytime. Like, they make that very clear. So the bus is in, like, half submerged and somehow has just pulled itself out, out of the water. You would think that that's a sign that something's going on. But these people, these kids are not thinking, which is crazy because one of the girls... Who is a snotty brat. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to call it. You know who you are. Um, She's dressed up as an angel. She's not an angel. She's an asshole. To not an angel. Yeah. yeah. You know, Lucifer was an angel once too. Yeah, but Lucifer at least had <laughs> redeeming qualities. True. <laughs> He's morally gray, okay? He's fine. We know this- the tangent on morally grave characters in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fantastic. That's that's the tangent. They're fantastic. We approve. Fantastic. That's the tangent. Yeah, that's the tangent. They're fantastic. We approve. Um, but no, th- these kids are just being little fucking shits. Let's call it for what it is. <laughs> so they decide to pull a prank on facts yeah they decide to pull a prank on Rhonda because she's different and they torture her into thinking that the ghosts have come after them when in reality it's a big prank well be careful what you wish for because then we find out that the ghouls and I was kind of I did not know whether these were vengeful spirits or if these were zombies. I guess they're a mix of both. both. They're ghouls. Um, that's what that's from Michael Dordery in the behind the scenes. Like I said, we will link that down below. Um, but they come after um, the kids and the one girl gets dragged away 
and they all run to the elevator because they had to take like a surface elevator to get down. Um, and they kind of rely on Rhonda, like open the door, open the door. Cause Rhonda's in there. And at first she thinks, yeah, I'm going to help him out. And then that little shit ass angel, sorry, little girl, your character just annoyed me. Um, she, uh, she makes fun of Rhonda. So you know what Rhonda does? Cause she's a bad bitch. She closes that cage and takes herself up and she just listens to them getting ripped apart. And that's why we're saying that there's nobody safe in this movie. Because if you are not horrified by the kid dying by his candy in the beginning, you're definitely going to be horrified by this one. Yep. So, And we find out that, again, never mess with the innocent. And that's what Rhonda was. Because Sam yep. is right out in full view when Rhonda gets out. And they even wave at each other. Um, it's adorable I, I know i kind of imagine after all of this is said and done sam goes to Rhonda's house and they're just sitting watching a scary movie drinking apple cider yeah after Rhonda checked the candy right yep. that's that yep. that's that's the after activities yep. so so that leads us to the last one which is mr craig Mr. Craig. What do you guys think about Mr. Craig? He's one fart away from blowing himself into the grave. He's dirty and grimy. Yeah. Yeah, he is uh, he's a creep. He definitely has um, some secrets. We don't know what the secrets are. We find out later. Um, He is burning some pictures in the beginning. And we find out later those pictures. But um, Mr. Craig likes to fuck with the trick-or-treaters. He likes to steal their candy. So who should pay him a visit but Sam? Sam. Yep. Sam, he kind of thinks that some trick-or-treaters are fucking with him. And you see... He's very paranoid. Yeah, he's very paranoid. And we find out the reason why he's paranoid. Um... But um, Sam gets in and um, him and Sam have a showdown, man. This is where we find out who Sam really is. Sam Um, fucks some shit up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And rightfully so. When the pumpkin flames up and it is that crazy pumpkin with all the writing on the wall. Oh, my stomach drops. I mean, I I'm love like, it. Yay, Sam's there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But um, but yeah, Sam kind of goes after Mr. Craig and they have a full on fight, and you think he stabs Mr. Craig in the stomach, but it actually gets a piece of candy, and that seems to suffice Sam. Um, and Sam underneath this mask, he looks like a gourd. He has a gourd he face. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yes. I love him. I love him. I do too. I just He's want... so cute. He is. He is. I just want to feed him candy and he is. watch some yep. TV with him. I mean, he's he's fantastic. Um, this wallpaper, I, as you can see, is Sam. I also have a tumbler that matches this. This is from my wonderful cup lady, Sabrina. Uh, Girls on a Mission. She did 
a trick-or-treat cup for me. Um, but Sam, you know, he is the OG. We'll talk about how he kind of blows up after this movie and how much shit he inspires because Sam conquers everything after this movie. So, but we'll get into that in a minute. So a lot of people felt like, okay, why did he get off scot-free? Well, we see in very briefly, if you're paying attention, Mr. Craig is the bus driver, the bus driver that killed the kids. And so, yeah, so we see in the wraparound story coming back to it where Rhonda almost gets run over by the girls that are the werewolves. And then you see the uh, Leslie Bibbs character and her husband coming home and all that. And you see Sam take off in that direction. We think all is good, all is well. And then Mr. Craig gets a knock at the door. And who should appear? It's definitely not the Raven, but it's the vengeful spirits. Um, I love this. I think that that is the perfect ending. I think the reason Sam lets Mr. Craig get away is because it says never harm the innocent. And all of those kids were innocent. They just were working their way to enacting their revenge yeah um i would want to say they were wronged they were definitely wronged by their families um mr craig was definitely wrong in the wrong for taking the money and um saying that he would do it and then doing it and um i think a lot some people have a a problem with the way that the kids are represented because obviously these are they say that they're troubled kids but obviously they're special needs kids um and the fact that parents would want to throw them away and honestly as heartbreaking as it sounds this is a reality that we deal with Uh, i know kylie can talk about this too that there are parents out there like that that view their special needs children as an inconvenience um they have a idea of perfection and when their child doesn't fit into that perfection it turns into the opposite um and it can be hard i mean being a special needs parent you have to look at things differently life differently i know kylie can agree with that absolutely Um, but um i just it breaks my heart because I could never think that way. I could never look at those kids and think, oh, that's what they get or whatever. Like, obviously, they're the innocents in this. And that's why Sam has the rule, never harm the innocent. And that's why they don't fuck with Rhonda. Because Rhonda is getting clearly wronged by these kids. The one kid even talks about how he, how she has, like, high-functioning autism. She has Asperger's. Um... And, the uh, angel girl calls her an idiot savant when they cook when they go to her house mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch. Yeah. yeah but then she ends up being the one that makes it and that's because those kids like that's what i'm saying you know the the whole idea of this is sam is the guardian of halloween and part of that is righting the wrongs And I think a big part of that is a writing that wrong for Rhonda because he won't let what happened to those kids happen to her. Um, so that's why they get their just desserts. 
But then also, too, that's why he leaves Mr. Craig, because he knows it's not his place to hurt Mr. Craig. Mr. Craig is going to get fucked up by those kids because he fucked those kids. And they're getting their revenge. And now they kind of become the spirit of Halloween as well, because they're the wrong innocent. So I'd be interested to see now as we go into maybe talking about a potential sequel, how we could see that. Like if they would build upon that idea, if there would be something like that, or the idea of the wronged innocent. Because I think that's, I like the fact that they bring that out because a lot of times I think they try to explain special needs as like superpowers and stuff like that, which is, it's great. I'm glad that they do that in certain realms. But what about our kids just being kids? So, and in this sense, the the one kid, the the kid that had the Dracula mask right here, um, he was the one that was trying to save the day because he knew something was wrong. Like you hear him counting and you hear him like knowing that they're going the wrong way and he tries to do something about it. And I right. think that's what brings out Sam as this kid was trying to save everyone. He was an innocent and things ended the way they did. So Sam can fuck up Mr. Craig, but he can't kill him because it's not his place. Those kids get to kill him, which I mean, from the sounds of it and the way we see it in the end, they really fucked that man up. So go kids. Yeah, go. Go absolutely. Go. They do. Golf clap. So that is the end of Trick or Treat. So Trick or Treat came out in 2007. Um, Michael Dordery, um, he did some of the X-Men movies. So before this, that's how he knew Anna Paquin is because he did X-Men 2, um, along with a couple other different superhero movies. He then goes on to do Krampus, which Krampus is one that we are going to be featuring for Creepmas. Um, but you can kind of see the same spirit that he brings to this to Krampus. Um, so we will be deep diving into that for the Christmas season. But Sam, Sam becomes a Halloween icon. Icon. Oh, yeah. Sam's he's everywhere. On, he's everywhere. He's on backpacks from Launchfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was featured, I think, last year. They, they they came do, out with a sandbag. They a new do. one. A new Yeah, one. they featured a, a an exclusive for Halloween, mm-hmm. but they have multiple ones. They have some that come out at Hot Topic. Um if you're lucky to catch them. Spirit Halloween does align with them. Like I said, I have the Sam Cup. I also this is um I have a problem with my arms, like with things on my arms so I cut off the arms of this but this shirt is from cake worthy um with Mr. Sam it says always check your candy um cake worthy has a collection with trick-or-treat that they do um pretty often where they have stuff that comes out um I mean ev- they he, they're everywhere <laughs> so um there's animatronics of Sam um I even could follow- you imagine one that goes on your wall an animatronic you, an animatronic you know where it climbs up the wall and 
Oh, I'm sure oh my they gosh. <laughs> I'm sure they'll come out with that. They have I'm like, um, am I going insane or does that that not make sense? <laughs> no. Um, so the the lollipop one, they have that one because Brittany has that one. Um, Brittany, we love you. Um, but Brittany has that in her like when you go up to her house, she has the animatronic plus her children have dressed up as Sam before. They're super cute. Um, but yeah, I mean he's everywhere. They he always gets an animatronic. Um, I mean, people always shout out to him. I'm even following somebody on TikTok that has a whole account uh dedicated to dressing up as him. Um, so I mean he's everywhere. People love him. And obviously I'm so, gl- I'm so glad that now we have like a, a figure for Halloween. Yeah, because then it kind of ties in. Well, then it goes into pilgrims and turkeys. Then it goes to Krampus and Santa. Well, and I mean yeah. this year, um, I don't know exactly how well it's going to go, but you know, this year we have a new uh holiday themed movie coming out. Um, two of them. Um, which looks very interesting. One of them is uh, a take on uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Knife. And it's got Justin Long in it. Um, but then the reason I'm bringing this up is um, there is a movie that's coming out with by Eli Roth that was kind of a faux trailer um, in between the two Grindhouse movies called thanksgiving and it's all about a thanksgiving slasher um and they made that into an actual movie hell yeah we need there needs to be a like a horror thanksgiving type yeah yeah so they are um i'm only a little concerned about the fact that zane and i watched the trailer and there is a part where somebody is actually getting roasted alive um so i might might be a you know a look away moment look away moment check but, your phone um, moment <laughs> but uh check. uh yeah but it looks like a pilgrim-esque serial killer so i guess yeah. we'll see how that goes out but it um might, i'm kind so this might sound weird but i'm kind of hoping it's like a zombie like original pilgrim that's like someone had summoned him and now he's sort of like sam where he takes his revenge on the people that they've been wronged or i don't know no i don't know so i'm going in it with open it's a mask uh based on a it's supposed to be like a famous pilgrim for that area and it's Mm. supposed to be somebody like taking on that image um it's a wonderful knife is basically like if you ever watched it's a wonderful world it's a wonderful life um i was trying to think about that um (laughs) it's basically where this girl um she ends up thwarting a serial killer but at the cost of losing her best friend and it's this very unique design where it's like an angel like the mask and everything it's really it's really cool but um and uh so she wishes that she never done that and her friend hadn't died well, she kind of wishes herself unalive, meaning that she never existed. And there are definitely repercussions because of that. And it undoes everything. So that's a whole thing. So I have not really been um, 
trying to focus. I definitely, I definitely am not. I mean, we would never be SGA or WGA um, certified as a podcast or whatever. But um, as somebody who grew up in a union, I believe in unions. Obviously, the writer strike is over in a sense, uh, but the Screen Actors Guild is not. So I've been very conscientious about not promoting new movies because even though I think there are some ones that came out that were good, um, I think the studio needs to realize that people are worth their pay um, and that studios have gotten way too greedy with uh, making money off of other people's backs. Um, so. So while I'm excited to see that coming out, that's those are definitely ones that I will not be seeing in theaters um, and will not be enjoying until after the strike. But I'm excited to see new content come out, especially Christmas um, holiday related, because I don't think there's enough holiday horror. Um, and we'll kind of get into some of the holiday horror <laughs> here. Um, but Michael Dordery did a good job with Sam. And we'll definitely discuss how good of a job he does bringing Krampus forth. I'm super excited because uh, for anyone who knows me, uh, I am super German. Super German. Um, super German. Super German. Yeah. Super German. <laughs> but um, my family uh, is third generation uh, German. Uh, and so, um, I grew up with an Omi who was telling me about Krampus at five years old. Um, so for, little kids. Uh, so yeah. So I just want candy. <laughs> well, and she would give you tons of candy too, which is I hilarious because it like the sweetest, my grandma Sanderson was like the sweetest Omi in the world. And then imagining her telling you about auntie Santa like she just she mentioned it a couple times but like i'm like you're telling me this I'm and like, i'm five i'm five i'm five, I'm five. so um but i've always kind of had that like i guess intriguement with with krampus um and i think michael jordery does a good job with krampus as well um, I just don't think it gets enough recognition as trick or treat, but I mean, like, trick or treat's a classic. So I love it. I think everyone enjoys it. So the I loved cool, it. Yeah, is this is this going to be a part of your guys's new trick uh, Halloween routine? Oh yeah, definitely. This yeah. definitely is going in the in the log of movies for Halloween to watch every year. So before we get into um, talking about the future of trick or treat, what is one movie that you would consider absolute vital watching for Halloween that you would recommend to somebody, um, especially since this is going to be coming out the Friday before Halloween. So people are obviously going to be looking for something spooky to watch. Zane, how about you? Hmm. Obviously, I would say this if you're looking for a murderous good time, but if you're looking for something more family friendly, maybe looking through Disney Channel 
uh, Disney Plus, I mean, and maybe mom date mom is dating a vampire or um something 90s. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised you didn't say the little red. the littlest va- the littlest um vampire or rose red. Rose red is on Hulu. Not yeah, I, I'm surprised you didn't say <laughs> that. So Rose Red is on Hulu. Well, that that doesn't necessarily happen during Halloween time. It doesn't. But... I feel like a ho- an essential Halloween movie doesn't. It's have Stephen to... King, and I. That's that was my gateway movie was Rose Red. Right, um, Kylie. What about you? Like Halloween movies, um, um, I would say definitely any... have to see any hor- any type of okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, um, it, it I watched the Boogeyman, huh? The other night, the Boogeyman, the new one. Oh, Santa yeah. knows that one because we watched that this past weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's uh, a good, I would say, people don't expect it to be like the it's most not solid. The- it's not the greatest of plot lines, but it does have good scares. Yeah, especially with the whole. Oh, what are you, I've, been scared of sh- I've been scared of that sh- thing for like a couple of days. Okay, <laughs> not even gonna. I was surprised I did good with that movie. Like, I don't usually bode well with like movies like that. I I was very proud of myself. Right. <laughs> Um, the girl that plays, I forget what her name is in the movie. She plays Natalie as a teenager in the show Yellow Jackets. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you didn't bring up your new favorite, which is the Scare House. Oh, well, of course that too. That, <laughs> yeah. Duh. I was, yeah. You caught me off guard. I know. She caught us off guard. That's not fair. Well, okay, okay so right. your recommendation. So for anyone, that's literally what I've been recommending to anybody. Watch yeah. Scarehouse. Yeah, if you're looking for a good one, especially one that relates to something Halloween related, and is more of an uncovered gem, the Scarehouse. Obviously, we just did an episode with uh, Gavin Michael Booth, who is our friend. Um, but the Scarehouse is about the Scarehouse in Windsor, Canada. And um, that movie, the way that they kind of really talk you into the fact that people are just not caring, that people are dying around you, um, is <laughs> creepy. Um, it's terrifying. So it's terrifying. And um, Gavin is personally responsible for the fact that I will never, ever wear a corset ever again in my life, nor advocate yep. for a pillow fight. So way to go, Gavin. Keep doing yeah, it. I will never, ever, ever wear a corset again. And I don't think I'm going to ever get breast implants either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. But um, on that note, though, Sarah Booth is a badass bitch. I'm, Period. You know, we are I mean that all and- on the Sarah Michael Booth, Sarah Booth fan club. Yes, Sarah Booth in this movie, I mean, she... Sarah Booth is the reason why we did Halloween because her character as Corey in the scare house is next fucking level. She is diabolical. She is maniacal. And I want anyone who ever says that a woman cannot be a killer 
to watch that movie because she is cold. And that's funny because that's what Ice uh Ice T said in her episode of um Law and Order SVU. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So if you haven't watched her in Law and Order SVU, I would also deeply recommend every time I have Law and Order SVU on shuffle and that episode comes on, I feel like I have to just like be like all hail Sarah. All hail Sarah. So I need to go watch that episode. Oh, it's fantastic. So I'll have to send you the link. But um, yes. if we're talking other movies, um, Zane and I were just at Sandusky Witches Walk. And we got to meet the guys behind the Ohio Burn Unit. And um, oh, the the head guy, Schuler, he is actually, he's been in Haunt. Which, Haunt is a fantastic movie. Um, oh, that yes. terrifies the fuck out of you. Um, so that's streaming. I'm sure that's on Tubi, Amazon Prime. That's probably everywhere. Um, Tubi is a great place to start first, though. Yes. Kylie just shared this. Yes. And I think Mary Dean shared it as well. Like Tubi, if yeah, her were like, yeah, Tubi's Tubi's where it's at for yeah, for, uh, top for tier. any kind of genre. Yeah, Tubi, yeah. you name it, they got it. Tubi has really become, and I did kind of say this in our episode with David Weiner from In Search of Darkness, Tubi has kind of become the blockbuster um, where a lot of those movies that didn't get as much love that is, wasn't widely available, they are now all there. So I would definitely take advantage of that. Um, another terrifying one that I don't think gives as much love is Hell House LLC. That is a found footage uh, film. I know. It's my, my other favorite. My yeah. other favorite. You're um, killing me. The the whole mannequin clown thing. Look, I just watched. <laughs> um, they have the director's cut of the first one on, mm -hmm. I believe, Prime. And... Um, Holy shit! Fuck those clowns. Uh, and now the a new one is coming out. Um, I think this weekend or around Halloween on Shutter. I will post those details here. Um, I need to, yeah. I don't think it's a continuation of the first three. It's a new story. It's the Carmichael Manor. Um, and those are independent movies, so I feel comfortable recommending that. Um, but. The one movie I really do feel like I have to plug, and it's only yeah. Here, just here we go. Um, Hell House LLC Origins. Yep. Yep. So that is going to be on Shutter. The other film that I feel like I have to mention, and I know it's a bigger studio film, and I feel really weird about mentioning it, but. I'm only mentioning it for this one person because I feel like he needs to get his flowers in the horror genre again is Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, Matthew Lillard is the man behind the phone uh, in that. And that's kind of his return to horror. And um, Matthew Lillard, in my opinion, got greatly fucking shafted, um, especially with the new Scooby movie. I love the new Scooby movie. But the fact that they kind of just took Shaggy out from underneath him after he had done that so many years um, is sad to me. So um, I'm really excited yeah. to see him back. Um, am I, I don't know how that film is going to 
to pan out, but I just know that he's back on the screen in a horror movie and anything that he does horror, I'm sold. I mean, he's done Scream, he's it's done 13 Ghosts. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. I guess the other one would be I did terrorize Zane this weekend and made him watch Train to Busan. And that is always. I didn't find that as terrifying. Like it's, it was, it's more, I felt more sad towards the end. It's emotional fucking damage. That's really yes, what it is. it is. Like it's fucking terrifying zombies because they're. I mean, it was a good, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It was a good movie. But t- Train to Busan, if you like World War Z, Train to Busan takes that and goes all the way off the fucking page. And um, I mean, it's real. Yeah. It's very realistic. Like you're it's not, oh hey, let's go get this it's machine not in gun. Your fa- it's not in your face with like, let's get a machine gun, let's get a machete. No. It's like, okay, what do I have next to me that I can use as a weapon to distract them so I can gone? <laughs> yeah, and it's fast running yeah. zombies in a fucking train. Yeah. Like, yeah. The combination that is unlevel. <laughs> yeah. And see the whole Kylie, you just yawned. See if if you fell asleep in that train, you'd be murked, man. You'd be gone. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I uh, yeah, probably probably, especially on a train, I'd definitely be falling asleep. Yeah. Oh, me too. So, um I think but wait a second. No, I'm not even going on a train. I'm not even going on a train. Let's just I want to. Not even I want to train. take a train somewhere. A train is fun. So I guess my last one would be something that I think people over, they just don't even give enough love because obviously there's so much Stephen King stuff. Uh, it's not even funny. But uh, Christine. And Christine actually in the the bus massacre scene when the bus is going and um, the kid is noticing that they're going the wrong way. They actually have a Plymouth uh, Fury past the bus that is an ode to John Carpenter and Stephen King. Um, but Christine, it's a, it's a killer car. Like he, like Stephen King, really does take all these inanimate objects and makes them makes us freak the fuck out about them. Like dogs, you got houses, dogs, dogs, like rats, cars, land, losing weight. <laughs> like yeah losing the storm yeah storm of the century the top i don't know what the fuck the tommy knocker still was i mean i'll still watch it but that that was some shit um but um it's a movie about a car and a car that has a deep psychological effect on someone and um the car is a plymouth fury which i would probably sell my soul that and the elvira car i would sell my soul for so um, you get but, that, I'll get the Alvira car. We would have to figure out a custody schedule, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> um, but, um, it's a, it would be a company car. Company It'll be car, the, yep. It would be a company car. Yeah. But it has to be the black. With pink inside. With pink interior, yes. Yeah, yeah, we just sold. We, we just, you know, we just need to ask Elvira, the same person that did her car, we do one for us. So, um, but, uh, and watch Elvira, Elvira, Mistress of Darkness. I mean, yes. that's always a fucking favorite. Like Elvira is the I need the to ghost. watch it tonight. 
Yeah, Elvira is the goat, and I mean, that's always a good time. Like, you always watch that and just are filled with just love, and that's perfect for Halloween. So those are really good ones. Um, We'll put a list down below, and uh, definitely check out our previous ones, um, especially Attack of the Killer Clowns, because Attack of the Killer Clowns is also a good Halloween one as well. Um, It's a little silly. It's a little stupid um in the fact that it's super silly but it's fantastic so listen to that in our previous halloween episode um but trick-or-treat so trick-or-treat came out in 2007 and a lot of people wanted a sequel right away uh michael dordery obviously became a hot commodity after that and has done a lot since then including krampus um but it just kind of went stagnant for a while. And then last year, there was a screening of Trick or Treat. And he announced that that would be moving out of development hell. Um, and just as uh, soon as I think it was like 24 hours ago, he was at another event where he talked about the fact that the some of the writers from Krampus are going to be helping him with this now and that there will be a trick-or-treat too um i would not expect it within the next year or two but it is coming out and um they are going to have a nemesis for sam oh so, uh originally you know mr uh mr craig is supposed to be the nemesis for sam and obviously we see sam beat his ass in this one um <laughs> But, uh, I mean, like, that that's an interesting idea, isn't it? It is. It like, is. That would who, be really interesting. Like, who would win? Obviously well, Sam, but... Obviously, yeah, nobody, nobody fucks with but Sam. But how close are they going to let it go to well, where... And I'm thinking who, like, hmm. how, who could they get to be an arch nemesis for Sam? Like, it, it has to be so, sort of another creature mm-hmm. like Sam. But what about like, leprechaun like leprechaun? Even though it's not really Halloween-y? No. no? I would I'm think thinking has- Cupid. No. A demon I'm, Cupid. <laughs> no, I'm thinking it has to be something related to Halloween. So I could imagine like another creature. Like I could imagine almost somebody that is a, a creature like an, almost like an anti-Sam. Like an anti-Sam. Yeah. Like kind of like Krampus is anti-Santa. We're going to need an anti-Sam. So obviously it's going to be somebody who really just doesn't fuck with Sam's rules. And And is a rule breaker. And is definitely a rule breaker. Um, So I'd be very interested to see it. So Trick or Treat is currently streaming on HBO Max. Um, I would definitely recommend watching it. Like I said, we'll also put a little link, a little thing in the description um of three movies from each of us that we really think you should watch during the holiday season uh halloween and um just because halloween ends doesn't mean we can't keep that spirit alive that's our whole idea behind the next two months we're going to be doing uh witches month next month and basically our uh attempt to say Fuck, fuck, pil- fuck, fuck the pilgrims. pilgrims. <laughs> fuck the pilgrims. I mean, yeah, like low key, like no shade to anyone, but um, full shade. No, nah, but for a fuck full the pilgrims. Shade. Full yeah. tilt. Full, full tilt. Like you, you just killed women for being women. 
So we're going to take that and we're going to run with it. So we're going to have a lot of really cool witches movies. Um, and then we're going to go into Creepmas. And um, I believe Christmas can be just as spooky as Halloween. Um, I believe you can make it all year round. And that's kind of what we're going to be trying to do more of. Um, just like people started that whole um, Halloween inspired Valentine's Day, like a serial killer almost Valentine's Day. Uh, they call it Valaqueen or whatever. Um, I feel like Creepness can kind of be the same thing. So um, stick in with us for that one. But um, this is wrapping up our Halloween lineup. So I'll go around to each one of us. But what was your favorite part of Halloween this year, Kylie? My favorite part of Halloween this year? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm not going to say I've had quite a, a lot of fun moments, but uh, getting to see Julian be Sonic. Aww. It's That's adorable. Cute. That's cute. He's so fast, and he just runs around so fast, and Zane being Mario. <gasps> it's a me, Mario. It's a me, Mario. It's adorable. It is. It's adorable. So, uh, Zane, what about you? Spending it with friends and family. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Uh, Zane and I got to do Witch's Walk this last weekend. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you didn't get a chance to be with us for that, uh, definitely come with us next year. Uh, be there. I'm so there next year. I know, you'll be there. Uh, we, we already we have... We already have plans started for next year, but um, we're already in the works. The Witch's Walk is definitely experience. It's definitely one of a kind. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely gets you in a spooky mood, and it raises a lot of money for our area and leaving Oh, behind. yeah, and it goes to such a good cause. I think this year was for a, a health center for seniors and the youth programs yeah yeah, yeah so it, it went to a really good cause this year and i can't wait to see what next year is going to bring for causes and yeah and else next we're going to do for the community yeah next year is going to be bigger and better and mm -hmm. we're just going to make sure that the horrorcraft podcast is a part of that um and on a more real note you know, Witch's Walk was definitely a crazy experience for me because um, I was holding it down for the podcast and I had a lot of people interact, especially a particular group of girls. You'll see that in the video that we have coming out about Witch's Walk. Um, but that really just warmed my heart, especially with one of them being like, shut up, I thought you were a celebrity. And they didn't realize that I was just a podcaster that does this out of <laughs> my podcast, my, my podcast room out of my house. Um, and they really just like made me feel special. Um, but, you know, the podcast turned two in September, uh, September 30th. And uh, this has been two years and it is absolutely insane to me that we have any of the reach that we do and the fact that people will come up and actually know who we are based on the podcast and stuff is absolutely astounding. So I think my whole Halloween PSA this year is thank you for the bottom of our hearts. Um, 
this has been a labor of love. When I started this way before Kylie and Zane came on, even before Brittany started, this was just a crazy idea that was born in the middle of the night uh, when I was kicking around with some friends on Clubhouse. And I have been fortunate enough to have those friends on and fortunate enough that, you know, I thought one person might listen to this. Maybe a couple people might humor me. But the fact that we have the viewership that we do both on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, and the amount of people that just come up to me in public and ask mm -hmm. about the podcast and stuff is crazy. Um, and, you know, today I was able to give away our giveaway to our winner, Kim. Um, and Yay. our basket. Yeah. And so if you want to see that, check out our video. But like, we had a lot of really fun at times, especially we got to do some trivia with a bunch of different groups of people and got to give away some cool prizes. We gave away some random um, Dollar Tree horror DVDs, um, which anyone who has followed me knows that I am a sucker for those. Um, so we gave away some of those with some plastic teeth that had food gel that like made you look like you're a vampire. That was the weirdest candy. It really was, but it was really cool. Plus, um, shout out to, uh, Seth Fannin who did our creepy hand bookmarks that make it look like the devil. Somebody literally told me they were going to put it in their Bible and I stand that. Oh yeah. I didn't they think were about like, that. They were like, you know. The demons when... are kind to get out. <laughs> they, yeah, definitely. So, um, but no, I mean, this is just something that I never thought we'd get at the level that we have. And the fact that it, we have, it's just, um, it makes me want to cry a little, honestly. Um, so for everyone who's been a part of our journey up to this point, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone that comes, hops on, whether it's Gavin, Angie, Ashley, uh, all the guest stars we've had on Michael Cooper, um, who's guest star frequently, uh, Shanna, Shanna, who was our first guest star, mm -hmm. um, which is still the coolest thing to me, knowing that I grew up reading Dracula and didn't know that I'd end up being with friends with somebody who is a descendant of Bram Stoker, um, and is just a warm, amazing person and congratulations on her engagement, um, once again, somebody, I mean, she just fully deserves it, but oh, all yeah. the people who interact with us on a day-to-day -day basis, just thank you. We love you all. We see you all. And, um, we just appreciate your support. So as we're going into the next seasons, we are just incredibly thankful and, um, just very reclaimed thinking about all the people who are just out there supporting us. Um, because this was just, a a an idea, an idea that turned into all of this. So thank you. Um, I, this is kind of our Sam, you know, we went from mm -hmm. being this little tiny thing to now where we are to now, you know, years from now, we're going to be even bigger, um, looking back on this moment. So thank you so much, but, um, yeah, uh, stay spooky um any advice for halloween guys always hand out candy Follow always check rules. your candy always and yeah. check your candy always yeah. check your candy if it's loose get rid of it <laughs> um rid of i it. would say though um please don't be that person 
that thinks that somebody is going to be stupid enough to give your kids drugs and their candy. Nobody yeah, let, let me just say, <laughs> no, no one's going to freely give your kid drugs. I'm no. sorry. No. Not happen. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no matter how um, poison, maybe drugs. No. Drugs. No. no. So no. Um, please stick to the rules. And have a safe, spooky time. I hope everyone um, has a good time with their family. And if you are looking for something family-friendly, uh, go over to Spooky Moms. Um, I know Spooky Moms, we had a little bit of a lull there. And um, that was because, unfortunately, um, Kylie's mom passed and we took a brief break. Um, but in the spirit of Kylie's mom, we're going to be dropping the Halloween special, which is Ernest Scared Stupid. And Zane is going to be joining us for that. So if you, um, if you're looking for a fun time as a family, go over to Spooky Mom's Coven on Halloween and we'll be dropping Ernest Scared Stupid, which is one of my favorite movies that I grew up with. And, um, my favorites. Yeah, Ernest is just one of those characters. So join us for that. Um, and if you've missed any episodes in our Holloqueen lineup, feel free to go back and listen to them all. And they are all simultaneously streaming on YouTube as well, um, which is a big feat for us. So um, n- next month, you'll see our spooky, our spookiness on Witches Month. So um, enjoy your Halloween. <laughs> stay safe check your candy and um if you see sam give him a give him a what's up peace peace my man wave to him say hi he's fine just listen to his rules and you'll be okay so Mm -hmm. but if you have not seen trick-or-treat and you made it through this whole episode and you're like man that movie sounds fun it's on hbo max and if you're looking for something fun and random, please check out Tubi. Tubi is a great time and it has a bunch of random things. You click on a random movie on Tubi, it might become your new favorite. I know I've done that before and I found some real gems. So um, until next time, it's me, Cassandra and Zane and Kylie. And we are the Horror Craft Podcast, and we're saying stay spooky, stay spooky. and happy stay Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.